following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. We've got all the big updates on all of Toonami's originals on this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... It's M. Roger Ramatics. Fuck all you people. I'm back again. He's third-time returning champion. <laughs> and joining us as well is... Editorial writer, Lasercat. And our guy on the streets. Editorial writer, Vlord GTZ. Also, my digital son, people. He just got back from San Diego Comic-Con, and he's just about to head out to Otakon, and boy, are his arms tired. <laughs> that is so good. I, I legit don't know how you do it, V-Lord. I have no idea. The, the trick is not sleeping and just enjoying the suffering. Plus, I, I like conventions. Conventions are fun. So, how was Comic-Con Sans Hollywood? It was interesting. It was actually more about comics and animation this time. Oh, Who would have guessed? Yeah, it sounds sounds like it was a good show. A lot of people are saying it's like the best Comic-Con they've had in years. Dang. Yeah, I mean, I'd say if you were usually a Comic-Con goer that went for Marvel and DC, you probably didn't go, get much out of it, but... For anime fans and manga fans, we were thriving out there. True, true. And Ninja Turtles fans were eating good, too. Though technically that was a Hollywood movie that was being promoted, but not by any of the actors, because that would be a sag after a (laughs) no-no. And tonight we dine on Turtle Soup. And a lot of Adult Swim's festival, unfortunately, had to get retooled or canceled because, uh, yeah, also SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> so it was pretty much down to Gandhi Tartakovsky and Toonami. There also was a uh, Checkered Past event where they showed episodes of old Cartoon Network shows and kind of hyped up that block that starts at the end of August. And it's going to be at 5 p.m., not 6. Okay. I'm actually kind of interested in this. 13 hours of Adult Swim. Here we come. <laughs> like, will it be shit that I actually want to watch? Well, if you like old Cartoon Network shows, then maybe. Uh, that's... Depends on what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I can well, be down. What they showed was Dexter's Laboratory, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly Dog, and The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, which seems oddly newer than the other ones. <laughs> I, I do enjoy I myself am, Grim Adventures of Grim, Billy and Mandy, though. I wouldn't mind getting a little bit of I Am Weasel, man. I, I am really Weasel. want some I Am Weasel. Hell yeah. Give me, give me that Michael Dorn. Like, come on, this is the perfect opportunity for Cow and Chicken. Yeah, exactly, man. I was like, Johnny Bravo. I know Johnny Bravo is not really appropriate for kids these days, but it's on Adult Swim, so it's totally fine. But didn't I say the dude was like 19 years old, though? Yeah, yeah. 
like, so this dude is like a fucking 19 year old that looked like a goddamn grown ass man. I mean, he's kind of like <laughs> the fucking rock when he was about 15 years old, man. <laughs> People obviously missed the point that it's all about the fact that Johnny is constantly punished for his bad behavior. And he's really not that bad a guy. He's just, you know, he needs Johnny to was work. Like, he, he doesn't know how face. to present himself. He's mm-hmm. misunderstood, and that's why we need Johnny Bravo goes to Bollywood. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? Pitch that to Amazon. <laughs> I, I wish I could. <laughs> if Warner Brothers is selling their wares, somebody please give us that. Well, I, can I get I, the I fucking second dub of Bahabuli then? I just need the dub for part two of Bahabuli. Mm. And like, yeah, man, I've been, I, I watch a lot of Bollywood films, man. Trust I, me. I just need a awesome. dump of recreators. That's, that's what I need. Oh, please. It's never going to happen. Though, if you've been holding out for a dub for uh, Psychopaths Season 3, that might actually happen now that Crunchyroll has it. Fuck. Never mind. I'm going to shut up. Just mm. you know, You know how I feel right about now. Mm, yeah, you know, I just recently put another tirade on Twitter about them. Oh, Twitter. Excuse me. X. No, it's still fucking Twitter. <laughs> I refuse yes, to call Twitter. it X. Twitter man X. You know, somebody made a really nice logo that's X, but it's like shaped in a bird. I was like, that, <laughs> that's a good logo. If you're going to you... go through with this crap. It just reminds me of what my godson did for Thanksgiving one year, man. Like when he was around five years old, like they wanted them to do a turkey. Okay, he did the turkey, but he made it look like Black Panther, though. <laughs> and I was like, I love this kid because he is petty. He's like nine, ten now. You know, I kind of forget how these kids get some days, but yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. you mean the the drawing of the turkey with the hand? Yeah, the hand turkey, he made it look like Black Panther, dude. And I was nice. like, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> what a little rebel. Damn right. <laughs> That's great. Gotta remember who God kid he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Enough my gushing Yeah. So, yeah, we got actually a lot of tsunami stuff to talk about hey funny how that works when they don't say anything for like a year (laughs) but because of that we have updates on not one not two not three but four already known tsunami productions and there's a brand new one too baby we're gonna save the new one for last because that's definitely gonna be a big talking point (laughs) Damn, just kill my fucking drum roll, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, first up, I'm sure eagle-eyed viewers probably thought, hmm, does Fooly Cooly returning to the block mean that one of these new seasons is coming soon? Yes, yes it did. <laughs> Fooly Cooly Grunge is coming September 9th. That'll be the weekend after Labor Day. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. It is directed by Hitoshi Takakiyo at Montblanc Pictures. Uh, he previously did a movie called After School Midnighters, which looks like a pretty weird CGI movie. <laughs> and it is produced by Production IG. 
Spotted in the trailer, we have a new kid who looks a lot like Naota. Some emo girl, Haruko, a big iron with a hand grasping it. Conti in a suit, question mark. Amaro, the eyebrows guy. And is that Ben Grimm, the ever-loving blue-eyed thing? I I don't know. Maybe. I'm he apparently has a brother. This is a prequel, because... Yeah, getting oh, Amaro yeah. in there. Maybe it's either is... a prequel or an alternate universe. Could be that. Could be that. It was definitely giving me alternate universe vibes, just because it, it it felt kind of like a bit too different to be a prequel, if that makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I think so. Kind of like a reimagining. Guys, I mean, seriously, that kid looks like Naoto. <laughs> and that could be Amaro, and that's probably some version of Conti. But yeah, rock people. I don't know what's up with that. That's kind of interesting. And it's cell shaded CG, which is an acquired taste. Honestly, I don't hate it, but I wish it was in 2D. It kind of gives me Ruby vibes, to be honest. No, that's not. <laughs> I mean that in a good way because I like Ruby, but yeah, it's you know, it's it's cell shaded, it's stylized. It's... I think it works. I think they can do a lot of expressive things with it, so that's good. And hopefully it'll have really dynamic motion. But, yeah, I don't know. The prior interviews that they've done for this series mentioned that it is a show about three teenagers on the verge of adulthood that just entered the workplace. The trailer mentions that the town is under martial law, people are escaping off planet, and adults have lost all hope. Okay. Damn, this sounds like right now. So, is the little Naota guy actually, like, on the verge of adulthood, or? <laughs> he's short. <laughs> Look at if his Shorties dropped, rise up. <laughs> like, if his nuts dropped and he got hair on his chest, he might be an adult. Hey, I man, he could just be our tiny senpai. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah cer- certainly possible. See, uh, in the trailer, he seems to be, like, trying to tell off his old man for thinking that there's going to be any customers because, you know, martial law and all that. But, hey, got to keep running that shop. It's like, uh, Izakaya or a sushi place, maybe. Some, some, some kind of restaurant. So that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. And that's coming soon. That's coming soon. What isn't coming soon is Fully Cooly Shoegaze. We have no idea when that's dropping. That's directed by Yutaka Uemura, who did Fully Cooly Alternative and Punchline. Oh, that's interesting. Animation by Nuts and Production IG and produced by Production IG. Spotted in the trailer, which is not available legally online, except for, you know, uh, caps <laughs> that people took. There's some new guy and a red-headed girl and some kind of green ghost, symbolic crows, and a tower with some sort of bulbous top. But you know what I didn't see in that trailer? I don't think I saw Haruko. Also, it's 2D. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm sure she's there somewhere, but 
just kind of interesting that she wasn't in the trailer or maybe one of those close-up shots of somebody's face was actually Haruko. I don't know. know. Uh, Looks good, though. I I had higher hopes for this one just because I generally like Fula Cooley Alternative and I think the director is pretty good. So I'm uh, looking forward to that one more so. And prior interview mentioned it's centered on a boy and a girl in junior high and it's set 10 years after Fooly Cooley Alternative in the same universe. And I really want to see how that connects, if at all. Probably won't. But yeah. All we can say is, here's the story of a girl. I mean, Fooly Cooly Alternative kind of ended with a reboot of the universe? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that? I think people even theorized that it rebooted to Fooly Cooly Classic Universe or something. But that could just be headcanon. I don't know. I forgot what I said a long time ago about that shit. I think I said something about spatial goddamn paradox or something. It's somewhere in my quantum mechanic on notes. Hmm. You know how I feel about quantum mechanics. Yeah. It's a hobby, folks. It's mm-hmm. a hobby. Now, something that is supposedly coming later this year. <laughs> At last, Uzumaki. And not Naruto. <laughs> from production ig usa animation by akatsuki and drive based on the work of junji ito directed by hiroshi nagahama who did flowers of evil mushishi and detroit metal city what an interesting collection of shows look here dude flowers of evil was fucking amazing it takes Jose to really tell you about it, but it was amazing. We Flowers of Evil's animation style is definitely being, uh, like, fine-tuned into greatness for this production. Yeah, it was on rotoscope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting use of rotoscope in Flowers of Evil. Yeah, I mean, like, it's based off of the book by uh, Charles Baudelaire, Blue Dimas. But yeah, mm-hmm. that book is very fucking depressing to read. So yes, we finally have an actual clip of an episode. About two minutes of it. as from the first episode, and it was presented in Japanese with subtitles. Fantastic animation and a very eerie tone. Perfect for Uzumaki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, now, here, you... <laughs> go, go ahead, V-Lord, I know. I know you want to talk about this one. Talk about yeah, it. No, this is uh this was everything I wanted. Like I'm a I'm a big fan of Hiroshi Nagahama, so like I, I knew he would do a good job directing this. But yeah, like you said, it's it's very much taking a lot of the elements that he had kind of shown in like Flowers of Evil and Mushishi and really combining them together into something that feels faithful to Junji Ito's work, while also kind of being innovative in its own way with kind of that kind of rotoscope type feel. And uh, I actually I actually got to talk to uh, Junjito and uh, Ito-sensei mentioned that he's already seen the first episode and it sounded like he enjoyed it. So, I mean, if if it has his blessing, like the, the creator's own blessing, I mean, like I'm I'm very excited for it. I, I think this is going to be really good. 
It definitely looks good. It definitely looks unique. I think that's what they're going for. I mean, that's because one def- out of this stuff, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And Long so, Last Man actually have a good Ito anime adaptation. I know, man. I mean, they keep coming out with mediocre ones. <laughs> the one on Netflix is at least a step up, but <laughs> still, still not. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, maybe they should have spent four years on it. <laughs> the truth is the studios have been busy with other things, but, you know, that's that's a whole lot of. Uh, yeah, so it was interesting that they presented this clip in Japanese with subtitles, but there may be a reason for that, because uh, Manga Man from uh, Podcast ONA, he asked DeMarco what language the series would be presented in on Toonami, and DeMarco said that the current plan is to premiere it in Japanese with English subtitles, but this could change. Regardless, there will be a dub. Now that's an interesting choice. Indeed. Uh, yes. But think about it, man. When people say we would probably never get subtitles on Tsunami, and what the fuck happens? <laughs> April Fool's, what was it, 2018? I think you're right. I think it was 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. That was fun. I mean, we even saw Hentai on goddamn Tsunami. <laughs> Space Man, come on. Hentai, remember that shit? Just the word hentai? Yes. Fuck y'all. <laughs> y'all slipping now. <laughs> it's like for a minute, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you what are, what are you saying there, buddy? <laughs> hey, look, Don't mislead still, our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I still believe in the Toonami Hentai Power Hour. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, of course you do. Hey, you know, what better way to draw people back to your blog, right? Hey, look here, bust the bus mix would be a good one. You know, I'm saying, hey, you're on after midnight. Come on. I mean, Cartoon Cartoon Network ends at 5 p.m. I know some of y'all want to see Bible Black. (laughs) Or Interspecies Reviewers. (laughs) So so I will say, this has got to be targeting the hardcore this time. Like, a lot of these original productions definitely want to catch more casual audiences, but this. This is a hardcore move to show it in Japanese, English subtitles, and it's black and white. Like, this is artsy as... It does, are they doing this for TCM? Because <laughs> that seems like a TCM move to me. I would not be surprised if it actually aired there. But, yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. I guess it's not unprecedented because the Rick and Morty anime is supposedly also airing in Japanese with English subtitles. But that's Rick and Morty, and it's bright and colorful. So, um, it's it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hope it works out for him. It might enhance the feeling of what they're going for, just because it adds to the... Yeah, debatably so. I mean, it's certainly more authentic for them to be speaking in Japanese. Right. But I feel like it takes away from the very important visual aspect. Right, no, and I definitely... 
I'm always the guy that first dubs, so I'm not like, oh, subtitles at last. But I think I see what they're going for, where it's like, At okay, least the subtitles are easy to read, because they're in yellow, and the show's in black and white. That is true! They were actually very easy to read. I did notice that. Yeah. Usually when I'm reading subtitles, it's like, oh, this is like blending in too much, I can't. <laughs> to get the telescope out. Yeah. Some apps are really bad with subtitles. <laughs> And like, this is why I would beg and plead Crunchyroll for... Oh, wait, we have One Piece on Crunchyroll dub now. Ooh. Yeah, they but it's not captioned. No, but I, I got my One Piece dub. Happy. It's Paul true. Right world. I am also happy. And they I just have, added another batch. I have like over 100 episodes to watch now. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, catching up on my home video releases of One Piece... Only recently, so I've got pretty much all the currently released collections, which is I'm a lot. <laughs> behind by one or two. I forgot where I'm at exactly. I'm on um, the sec. I have the second set of Zoe. I don't know how much further they've released since then. We were talking about Uzumaki. How do we end up talking about One Piece like we always do? <laughs> uh, it's because you, me, and Feel Order in a podcast. Mm, yeah, that's like true. That. Waiting for Darrell to say something disparaging about One Piece. <laughs> oh. It's all good. <laughs> no, I'm not going to fuck with One Piece tonight. Yet. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's I going to happen. He's just waiting for But, you know, time. hey, look here. Like, I just like picking on y'all by One Piece. I have nothing against it personally. I really don't. I just don't fucking like pirates like that. The only powers I ever really gave a damn about was the powers of Dark Lord. Mmm. No, that's a good one. That is a good one. Kuro recently checked that out. She's like, Sketch, you were so right about checking this out. Oh, I should have watched this when I was a kid. But yeah. I am so glad I bought now that you know. DVD. Because it's one of those Damn DVDs. right, brother. I got print it too. Print-on-demand DVDs, and I'm glad I bought it. Warner Archive. You do the good work. They do. Not quite discotheque good, but still pretty good. Agreed, agreed. Hey, discotheque is another level, man. It's true. They just need to bring a Santaro. No. And they also need to make their stuff available on more places than right stuff on Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) At least... Which corporation do I want to suck off today? At least they're more price competitive on Amazon than they used to be, so that's that's a step. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's something. So, if you've been keeping count, we're only up to three, so the fourth show that we knew about is Ninja Kamui, which we haven't heard about in some time. That is coming next year, 2024. It is directed by Sung-Hoo Park of The God of High School and more so Jujutsu Kaisen fame. He also worked on uh, a lot of things, including Garo Vanishing Drive. The animation is being done at Sung-Hoo Park's E&H Productions, as produced by Solo Entertainment. Ninja Kamui follows Joe Hegan, a former ninja who escaped his clan and is in hiding from his violent past in rural America with his family. 
One night he is ambushed by a team of assassins from his former organization who exact bloody retribution on Joe and his family for betraying their ancient code. Rising from his seeming death, Joe will reemerge as his former self, Ninja Kamui, to avenge his family and friends. Kamui is a 21st century ninja, a shadowy anachronism who pits his ancient skills against high-tech weaponry with brutal finesse. He must face down against trained assassins, combat cyborgs, rival ninjas to bring down the very clan that made him. Hmm. Zombie ninja. Yes. Uh, the director had some choice words for after the little trailer that they put out. He said they're pursuing a different action and storyline from existing ninja-based films, especially in terms of action. We tried to combine live action and animation styles into one. There may be a trend in that. And I think the music and the voice acting are also important points to appreciate. This is the first animated series at ENH Productions. And many of us put our hearts and souls into it. I hope you will enjoy watching the series to the end. I hope we will enjoy watching the series to the end. Because you know how these Tsunami Originals go. Promising start. Okay, middle. Oh, no. Fizzles at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those ends tend to be like flat like beer, man. Mm. Flat beer sucks. And spotted in the trailer, we see, the Joe, uh, we see a scene where I'm pretty sure it's Joe waking up. Flashbacks of his family dying and a high-tech ninja assassins coming after him with some slick action and ooh, violence. Bloody violence. I mean, dude, you gotta love violence, man. Looks good. Looks real good. It's very good action, yes. I'm <laughs> so relieved that it's 2D. I'm so relieved because when Solo Digital was announced to be part of the production, it was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like Sunghoo Park Studios is also making a lot of big moves because they're also doing that uh, adaptation of Ichiro Oda's old one shot. Yes! Oh, we're talking about One Piece again. <laughs> yeah, we, we are. We can't escape One Piece, but no, nah, it's definitely yeah. really surprising. Obviously, doing uh, something for Disney Plus in which they were like, it's, so. it's the first production from the director of. Uh, n- no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> though it depends on which one comes out first i guess yeah so yeah, yeah. definitely uh really interesting seeing sungu park like not only is he a goaded director now he's going falling on animation with the studio Mm-hmm. really really great to see and he's immensely talented. But my one question is, who's writing it? Please, <laughs> please have a good writer. That would be good. Yeah, and all of these, uh, all, all, all of these productions, uh, not much has been said about who is writing the scripts. <laughs> and, you know, to uh, DC and Wit's credit, they actually did make a big deal about who was writing the uh, Suicide Squad Isekai. I mean, they got the ReZero slash VV guys, so yeah, that's, that's saw... pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. 
When I saw Nagatsuki on there, I'm like, dang, now I have to care about this. The yeah. Helen goat is, I'm in the same boat as I you. didn't want to care about this. I was just like, oh, that's a silly idea. I don't really care about that. Oh, God. Okay. You got that writer. Now I have to check it, because that writer does not screw up unless his warlord's a Sigrifa. I mean, even that one, like, he barely worked on. It's all the yeah. strike witch people. But on his own work, he never misses. That, he has one on one. That's my shot point is I, his name being associated with that alone got me to at least attempt it. Mm -hmm. Speaking with things, uh, speaking of things with name association going for them. <laughs> Here we come to the new production that was just announced and uh, very highlighted at this on the green panel. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, read a bunch of this press release. Adult Swim is currently in production with acclaimed director Shinichiro Watanabe for a new Toonami original anime series, Lazarus. Celebrated for his influential body of work that includes Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo, and Kids on the Slope. I would add to that Space Dandy. I was wondering that's why that's kind of Natsume's there. thing. <laughs> but uh, who's a also... dandy guy in the space? Yes. Yeah. And uh, also, of course, Carolyn Tuesday, which you should buy from Sentai on home video to prove the Netflix that <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, and uh, other productions, uh, we, don't, we don't talk about um, what is Terror <laughs> in Resonance? Yeah, that's the one. I actually think it's kind of good on a rewatch. Uh, fair enough. So, Lazarus marks Watanabe's return to the sci fi action genre with a globe trotting thriller set in the near future. Produced by anime studio MAPPA, Lazarus yeah. will feature high-octane action with sequences meticulously designed by Chad Stelhetsky, renowned stuntman and director of the John Wick film franchise. Oh yeah, it's about to go down. Mm -hmm. And brought to the screen by Watanabe. Additionally, as many familiar with Watanabe's over will expect... Lazarus will also feature a captivating score by a collection of renowned jazz and electronic artists, including jazz saxophonist Kamasi Washington, producer, DJ, and musician Floating Points, and producer, DJ, and musician Bonobo. As I remark on this journey... I can't help but feel that this project will serve as a culmination of my career so far, said Watanabe. I hope you enjoy it. If that shows description... anything to go by, I will. Hmm, yes. So here's the description of the series. The year is 2052 in an era unprecedented peace and prosperity prevails across the globe. The reason for this, mankind has been freed from sickness and pain. Nobel Prize-winning neuroscientist Dr. Skinner has developed a miracle-cure-all drug with no apparent drawbacks called Hapuna. Hapuna becomes ubiquitous and essential. However, soon after Hapuna is officially introduced, Dr. Skinner vanishes. 
Three years later, the world has moved on, but Dr. Skinner has returned, this time as a harbinger of doom. Skinner announces that Hapuna has a short half-life. Everyone who has taken it will die approximately three years later. Death is coming for this sinful world and coming soon. As a response to this threat, a special task force of five agents is gathered from across the world to save humanity from Skinner's plan. The group is called Lazarus. Can they find Skinner and develop a vaccine before time runs out? Okay, that sounds pretty generic. I am not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like but, Limitless. But if the writing's good... Look here, dude. The music already about to be good, so... Oh, the music's going to be so good. I mean, already we have this great original composition by Bonobo that's in the little trailer that they cut. Apparently has no title yet. Uh, also seen in the trailer, a variety of characters, beautiful scenery, kinetic action choreography, like, mm, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. No surprise, but it is so good. I honestly did not expect an actual trailer. I thought we were just going to get character art and background art and little information. And yeah, we got that. We got that in spades at the at the panel. I mean... Unfortunately, this wasn't like a surprise at the panel because they already put out the press release. But V Lord, what was it like seeing this stuff on the big screen at that panel? It was kind of magical. Like at first, I was trying to process in my brain the fact that I'm literally seeing Shinichiro Watanabe in person, just like a few feet away from me, even because like I was right at the front of the stage. I'm just like, man, this is kind of dope. The show is kind of dope. And like, just like looking through like a lot of the reference footage that they showed and the character designs, it kind of like very much sold me on it, even though the premise itself, like you said, it's kind of like, it's something we haven't seen before, but it's, it's Watanabe. You know, it's going to be flashy. It's going to look cool. And uh, I'm very hyped. Understandably so. Yeah. Oh man, it looks so good. It looks so good. I, I that's why I had the most faith I have in this is that trailer just blew me away. And huh, deep lore to Nami Faithful here. I just moved, so I was kind of uh, behind on the news. I saw that trailer like three hours ago for the first time, and my jaw was on the floor. Interesting choice of names here, Skinner. Skinner. Let's get those unforgettable hands. luncheon. It could be Principal Skinner. He's coming back. Yeah. Then where's Chalmers? Yeah, where is Chalmers? Chalmers is eating steamed hams. Superintendent Chalmers. Yeah. What if the drug is steamed hams? <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it's called Hapuna. How, how not? I mean, that's pretty close to ham. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the ha part. Yeah. Skinner had to hide the truth. Yeah, the, 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 the description is, is a little bit generic, but depending on the execution, you could do some crazy things with that if you wanted to. Mm. I mean, there was a show called The Lazarus Man. Mm-hmm. Show up, up from the grave like Lazarus! <laughs> Indeed. Because Jesus gave him water. <laughs> yeah. This is a, a project that they've apparently been working on for like three years. And they're hoping 
<laughs> it'll come out next year, 2024. Uh, that's that's what they're aiming for, but, you know, stuff happens. And they're also hoping that it is a big hit that gets additional seasons. I love hearing that. That's great to hear. That makes me really yeah. happy because a lot of these originals have been, hey, we're doing a really quick thing and then it's over. And it's like, but there was so much potential. Why did you cut it short? And then it gets written off. Uh, yeah. Uh, being a that's... fan sucks. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's an interesting thing about this production. This is not a co-production, so to speak. This is coming from Adult Swim and Warner Brothers. Of course, the animation is being done in MAPPA and is, is produced by Sola, but this is being funded by Warner Brothers and Adult Swim. Yeah, the, the specific wording they said it's like, 100% investment from them, so like, that's surprising because like, it's not a production well, committee then, it's like, just them. It's like, crazy. Because if it is a production committee, I, I really hope MAPPA's actually on it. <laughs> Please give MAPPA money. <laughs> MAPPA is such a good studio. Or more more so, give their animators... Yes, pay, pay, yes. Those yes. Animators. pay those animators. Those animators deserve a very good wage. They never get to see their families. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, nah, it was it was interesting kind of hearing the how Lazarus kind of started. I think I remember to tweet this out, but like uh Watanabe kind of like was really into sci-fi again after doing uh, Blade Runner Blackout. And so that kind of got the uh, talks going for it, which I mean, it was, it was kind of like interesting that it kind of has been building up since then. This kind of just interest in returning to sci-fi for Watanabe. So, I mean, it definitely seems like he has a lot that he wants to show with Lazarus. And I'm, I'm curious to see what it all is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. He's certainly assembled quite an ensemble of musicians and creative forces. Again, who's writing the script? <laughs> These are the this questions really needs we want a good script. You're dealing with some heavy-handed stuff here. You need a good script. Inquiring also, you need a good script to have a good character dynamic between these five primary characters because character dynamic is everything in a Watanabe show. That is why we beloved Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, and Space Dandy. That is why. Because the character dynamic is so good. And adaptations thereof don't seem to understand that. <laughs> uh, please, please be good. I'm hoping it is. Apparently, yeah, apparently Oda made those... Uh... The reshoot thing, so that should be good. Mm. I, if I read your "please be good" correctly. <laughs> oh, I wasn't actually talking about live action One Piece. That looks pretty good, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. As am I. Sorry, I didn't mean to pull over to One Piece. I just thought you were being subtle, <laughs> and I was being stupid. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I wasn't really trying to do that, but I might as well have been. <laughs> yeah, that 
that latest trailer, I'm I'm impressed. It, it kind of feels like a trailer designed to get people who are very familiar with One Piece on board. I know. Because <laughs> honestly, some of that is like, oh, I kind of wish they didn't show that because it, it removes some of the major events from. Uh, eh. Yes, I, I actually had a similar reaction to it. But hey, you know, mm. it's definitely a good trailer. And <laughs> honestly, I'm going to try to get my parents to watch that show. Uh, me too, because uh, I tried to get them to watch the anime because my dad's a big pirate guy. But he's a boomer, a literal boomer. And he's like, I don't watch cartoons. <laughs> my dad's oh. response to me watching One Piece, it was uh, it was an episode of Baratier. I was watching it subtitled. <laughs> Burned onto a DVD. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a mood. That, that yeah. was the dark times, I see. Yeah, yes, this was the dark times. And he's watching me watch it. He walks in the room and he's like, that's surprisingly bloody. And then walks out. <laughs> this is the same guy that didn't really have the stomach for Bacchano, unfortunately. Wow. Mom but he was like enjoying movies. Megalobox. <laughs> he was enjoying Megalobox. I think I'll show him Psychopath sometime, but that also gets kind of goopy <laughs> when they use the Dominators. Oh, yeah. Big mess. <laughs> and anyway. Mom was not a fan of One Piece either, you know. She said that she didn't particularly care for it. She's like, she just really couldn't get into it. But now, nah. uh, fair enough. Yeah, but the thing is, she wasn't a Bleach fan like that either. But now, Black Lagoon and Cowboy Bebop, yeah. She said that was more her pace. Totally understandable. <laughs> there are definitely things in Black Lagoon that my father would not care for. <laughs> oh, my mom loved it all. Like, once my mom heard the profanity, that was it. She was hooked. I yeah, am the, my mother's the son. The profanity's not really the problem. Some other storylines. Well, yeah, some of the other stuff, man, you know. But it's just a simple fact of all uh, the action, the violence, and the profanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, my well, mom was a sweet individual. But she gets pissed off. Oh, the amount of profanity that comes out of her mouth is worse than mine. Wow. Hopefully this new Watsonabe show will be your mother approved. Eh, who knows? Time will tell. Hey, you know, I'll probably just talk shit like I always do. Hmm. Nice to see more cyberpunk stuff, though. Nice to see it. Oh, yeah. No, this looks fantastic. Yes, indeed. And it stands out against the sea of reincarnated into fantasy world anime that we're kind of drowning in. Uh, yeah, we have had an influx, man. I mean, like, I got a cheat skill in another world to level up. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. So, that so one is good. I like, I like the good ones. I do. But there's look, too okay, many. Okay, okay, look. We finally got the anime for the vending machine. Yes! Yes, we We've have. won it life at this point. It's good. It's so good. I enjoy it. I do, too. I enjoy it. It's a good time. It's such a ridiculous concept. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, man, the things they introduced in the latest episode. Oh, I'm going to just put it like this. If y'all think that's the worst um, isekai anime, do I need to tell them about laser? It's a good one. We're not not saying it's bad. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying people talked about all different types of isekai. 
Lazy, do I need to tell them about that one that uh, we was talking about that day, and then I actually found something about it? Oh, my God. I can't do I? I, no, I I'm no, trying to remember no. what it was, but I think I know exactly what it was. I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it PG tonight, folks. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna be nice tonight. I'm gonna be a benevolent derail. We we were making jokes, and then Darrell's like, "Oh, that exists." And we're like, "What?" <laughs> of course, it exists. Everything exists. <laughs> but I'm evil enough to look for stuff and then introduce people to it out of spite. <laughs> it's what I do to people who ask for a particular anime to watch and I don't like them you know the one that I'm going to tell them to look at <laughs> mm. <laughs> alright it's time to play first impression favorites give me your top three laser ooh top three um, I think my number one's actually Ninja Conway just because it's so pretty absolutely gorgeous and sounds like they got an interesting idea for it so i'm definitely most hyped for that uzumaki comes in at two because that is so unique so pretty so creepy um and i'm willing to watch that sub i i i have a dub preference but i think that could be interesting i think that could be fun to to, to have it add to the experience of this is a very foreign alien thing that's going on um i think that could work and then my number three my casual optimistic here is our our uh friend here lazarus just because oh my god that looks so good i really want this to be good too mm. all right darrell what's your top three well I'll be honest with you i like the concept of what lazarus is talking about just because of the science aspect of it and then I'm going to go with um, Ninja Kamui, just for the simple fact that, hey, we got a zombie ninja this time, so baby, if somebody did that, oh, Tensei, resurrect. <laughs> yeah, if you caught that reference, thank you, people. Rest you kiss my ass for not laughing. <clears throat> yeah, and then I would probably say I'm just going to go Uzumaki because, you know, I'm not really into, like, the horror stuff like that for real, but it's still interesting, and I did like the animation on it. All right. V-Lord, though, I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is. What are your top three? Yeah, number one, um, Uzumaki. Surprise. What? I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah. I never Shock. would have guessed. Totally not. I mean, it, it was kind of pretty awesome getting this hype trailer and also meeting Junji Ito on the like, same weekend. So I, I'm on a Uzumaki high for sure. Also, yeah, I, I've been hyped for it for a while. Nagama looks like he's going to be doing a banger job. So, yeah, I, I think, like, it's just looking really good. Second, probably Lazarus. I'm, I'm a sucker for Watanabe. I, I think, like, there's a lot of really cool things going here. They have a really good team. The uh, live-action reference footage that they even showed uh, that uh, Chad Stileski did uh, for Watanabe to use and Map to use for the animation also looked amazing, too. So it looks like it's going to be pretty hype, both just... Like in terms of like just premise and action, so I'm completely sold. And then Ninja Kamui, like I I wasn't really super excited for it before now, but after that trailer, I'm like, man, this looks hype. I'm in. Okay, 
I would say my top three are Lazarus. Because, I mean, it just looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, I didn't have the highest expectations for Ninja Combo. I thought they'd make something that looked pretty cool, but that looks freaking cool. So, though I'm a little concerned about how well the writing will be, because revenge plot, yada yada, we'll see how that goes. I'd say that's probably my number two. And coming up third would be Uzumaki, which is going to be a very interesting experience, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't tend to go for creepy stuff, but I think I'll, I think I'll enjoy it. Now, three of us don't really do horror stuff, and we all included Uzumaki. Mm-hmm. That tells you something. It's a sad state to be a Fooly Cooly sequel. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, I'm interested in the Fooly Cooly sequels, but I guess, like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, more Fooly Cooly. Cool. I, I don't mm-hmm. need this, but I'll, I'll watch it, I guess. That's kind We're of just about more excited two. about new ideas. Yeah. I mean, I like Fooly Cooly. Always have to see something interesting happen there. I, I guess my, my damper is it, I like progressive until it botched the ending. Or not progressive, but alternative. I didn't like progressive. And I'm just sitting here going, I don't know that I need more. I'll try it, because it's truly coolly, but eh. Yeah, I think they can do interesting things with the universe, with the concepts, but I don't know. They gotta maybe stop trying to recreate the wheel here. <laughs> But I'm going to give them both a chance. Oh, me too. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I like the concept of like different teams being able to do their own takes on Fully Gooly. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, do we need so many of them in such short succession? Uh, I mean, it's (laughs) it's been like five years since 2018, man. Oh god, it has been five years. I'm an old man. Now it just Where feels does the old. time go? I've gotten uh, two degrees in the time that Fooly Cooly has come out. What the heck? And all they did was produce more Fooly Cooly. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's not all Toonami did, but. <laughs> yeah. So, we now know of five Toonami original productions, two of which will be premiering sometime this year. One, we have a definite date. The other, it's probably October. Come on. <laughs> it's probably October <clears throat> for Uzumaki. Uh, beyond that, it looks like next year is going to be popping off, man. Well, we need that because uh, it's been an interesting year. It has. We are really coming on the point that they're kind of putting all their eggs in the original series basket because they have they literally only got two acquisitions this year besides continuing One Piece and Naruto, because technically uh, My Hero Academia was the end of last year. So it was just Dr. Stone and Food Wars that played. And those are both sequels. Yeah. It is. It has not been a high acquisition year by any means. And of course, we've had Unicorn Warriors Eternal 
and we've had the new Superman series that's currently airing. And that's supposed to get another season. Don't know how many episodes it'll be, but that is already in production, so that'll be back at some point. (laughs) But, yeah, it's been very light on acquisitions, and despite that, they're still only airing one episode of One Piece. (laughs) Come on, you're killing me with that. Bring it back. Bring the two-piece back. Bring back two-piece. Dressrosa is... Mere episodes away. Oh, God. Or even better, give us three-piece. I'm all for it. Just second half of Toonami is just one piece. Do we get biscuits with that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Three-piece now available at your local KFC. <laughs> I don't think they've done a KFC promotion for one piece, which is kind of wild if you think about it. I mean, in Japan, because yeah. they have done one for Dragon Ball. Like, but I think One Piece would be more fish orientated, though. I mean, I remember. Good point. I remember when Burger King did a Dragon Ball promotion, so, you know. Yes, I remember that, too. I still have <laughs> some of those little things, those little plastic statue things. They're really weird. But there are some openings coming up on Toonami. We have the first part of Dr. Stone New World wrapping up just before Labor Day weekend because of the little snafu with the episode airings where they played seven when they meant to play six. And now they're going to play seven again and then eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> well, quick, uh, quick fix on their part for that. So props to them. To error is human. Indeed. It happens. I feel a little bad for thinking that they might not actually fix it. But come on, can you blame me that much? No. <laughs> it's it's been a heck of a year. But yes, this yeah. this is kind of an unprecedented. Uh usually when Toonami misses episodes, it's because they replayed one or uh yeah, pretty much. They replayed one when they intended to play a different one. This has happened several times. Or, you know, there was the legendary Sword Art Online glitch when the episode just broke down right as uh, an AI copy realized that it's not the real thing. <laughs> that was kind of on the nose. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they uh, they fixed that. But this... And, of course, they did, way back when, in the year of uh, 2007, do the really stupid thing of, uh, oh, was it? Two- yeah, 2007. Uh, they actually started it at the end of 2006, but they did the really stupid thing of playing some episodes of Prince of Tennis and Mare and just skipping a whole bunch of them for no good reason. Oh, that was so confusing. I think it was to try and, like, catch people up to Jetstream and then start playing the same episodes as Jetstream, but that was such a bad idea. And That's sure like enough, it didn't work out. Yeah. Oh boy, that iShield 21 dub. Oh boy. iShield <laughs> 21, come on and make the punt. Look, if Discotech gets iShield 21, please release that dub. We need it. Yes. The whole goddamn dub. It's honestly not a bad dub. It's just really poorly edited. Yeah. 
They they mashed episodes together. Like, good, good cast. Yuri Lowenthal as Senna. Derek Stefan Prince as uh, the demon-y guy. You know, good, good cast. Pretty sure it was a union dub. (laughs) But, mm, nope. Uh, The Japanese concept of football was just fucked up, man. (laughs) Like... I'm like, there is no fucking way you can play football with nine people on the field. This is, I'm like, no, you have to have. <laughs> and the fact that they was playing Iron Man, you would be tired as hell, man, if you're not conditioned for that. Iron Man is hard as hell to play when you're playing football because you literally do not come off the field. How did I know? Because I didn't. Yeah, it's not realistic, but then again, it's Dragon Ball Z football. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It is. Can you beat Goku? It is to Prince of Tennis. <laughs> what? what uh, yeah. It is an absolutely ridiculous show. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it in Japanese. Yeah. And uh, I did get the, the DVDs that Sentai released, but I want the whole thing. They never put out the whole thing. It is streaming still, I think, on Crunchyroll. <clears throat> But yeah, please, please, Discotech. And there was there was actually one of their um, one of their hints might have implied some football, so could happen. They did say on the one last Discotech day that this month would give us more, so we can hope. Mm-hmm. Why can oh why can't I go to the Discotech panel? Oh, you can't. That is a bummer. That is. A I bummer. have a certain important interview during mm. that time. Aww. Fair enough. I mean. You're going to miss out on the moment when these things are announced, but it's not like you're missing out on that much. <laughs> nah, interview is definitely way more important for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just go check panels in person, though, are so fun. Everyone's just super into everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just still hoping for Hamtaro. <laughs> Same. I want Hamtaro so bad. Ham Ham Unite, bring, Ham, bring us Hamtaro, Discotech, we dare you! Don't I mean, the right summoning circle. It Hamtaro definitely seems like something they'll get around to one of these days. Yeah, I imagine there's plenty of challenges of trying to get that dub all together because, oh boy, that's a mess. God, we need a good quality version of that dub. I feel like it's just terribly archived. Uh, mm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes it is. Yes, we would also love a good dub of dang on Pilot Cannon, but they ain't having it either, is it? <laughs> oh, they, they, they do have Pilot Cannon out. They have that. Yeah, but not a good dub. <laughs> no, who's going to redub Pilot Candidate? No one. Exactly. Maybe if they redubbed it, they'd get the lip flaps right this time. Oh my god. Yeah, I said uh, it. Reminded me of why I bought it, not remembering it very well, and then I watched it, and then I said, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Toonami dodged a bullet on that one, having it end up on Adult Swim action. <laughs> I remember liking it on Adult Swim Actions, but I couldn't tell you why anymore. I but revisionist to... history, his Adult Swim Action was just Toonami. <laughs> By any other name. There was no ASA in Bossing Say. That's mean, right. Toonami would literally have on their now next later. It's like, oh, here's Adult Swim. That's right. So you could even see when they were gonna they were gonna play Venture Brothers or Futurama. Yeah. So the future is Futurama. It's all connected from the beginning. That's right. That is right. You know, cross cross promotions, nice. 
now Adult Swim is going to be starting at 5 p.m., the time slot that Toonami used to start in. And Toonami is at midnight, only on Saturdays. What kind of world do we live in? Uh, a very <laughs> unjust one. Indeed. I mean, gee, shows like Naruto Shippuden and One Piece and My Hero Academia, and even Dr. Stone at this point could certainly benefit from having more than one airing a week. Not for the premieres, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean you could pick those up from the beginning, throw them on five, have fun yeah, with them. Yeah, exactly. Or throw them on at seven o'clock so we don't have to watch four episodes of King of the Hill every night. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what. <laughs> propane and propane accessories. That they announced that that, right. When they announced that block was going to start at 6 p.m., I was like, oh, good. Then maybe one less hour of King of the Hill? Nah, nah. <laughs> no, it's starting to. at 5. Even if it's two hours, it's still going to be two hours of King of the Hill afterward. <laughs> uh, please put Futuroma back in prime time. <laughs> please. Now. They only play it on the weekends after 4 a.m., why did they do that? <sighs> Maybe it didn't do well. That pains me as well. But I digress. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a lot. Yeah, Tsunami definitely seems to be focusing on original productions, and I know some people don't like that, but that's the way it's gonna be, baby. I'm not sure they have a choice but to do that. Yeah, licensing is getting very fierce out there. I mean, everyone yeah. wants a piece of the anime pie now. Mm-hmm. And with you know, all these strikes going on, there's probably going to be even more companies going, hmm, anime, that seems like a cheap solution. Cheap, yes. <laughs> anime is <laughs> so cheap. Yes, that, that, yeah. I mean, compared to, like, a live-action show, I guess, it yeah. kind of is. I mean, like... Compared to like, a live-action show starring celebrities, it definitely Oh, is. compared to that, yeah. absolutely. I mean, like, I guess, like, unscripted content would probably be cheaper, but scripted content, mm -hmm. yeah, will, will definitely be more expensive to produce than just licensing an anime. Yeah. And who's going to script it when the writers are on strike? <laughs> exactly. So your option is licensing this international content or unscripted content. And we all know what they're doing. Have you seen what network television's going to look like this fall? Oh, if television wasn't dead already. Oh. I haven't seen what network television looked like in decades. Well, you know, video being for the radio star. Fair enough. Man. Oof. So please, pay your workers. <laughs> please. Pay? Who, who, who does this pay thing? I'll just... Uh, Look at the AI to write it for me. Exactly. AI written entertainment. That's what's next. Chat GPT scripts. That's what's coming. That's what they're going to do. And that's the craziest thing that they were trying to get into the contract that that you could have a background actor go in for one session, oh, maybe get God, paid two hundred dollars, so... and then oh. their likeness would be digitally scanned and owned in perpetuity. Yeah, and that's be able to be used in anything. Yeah, okay, how about, so let me how get about this if you wanted to do that, how about um, $200 million? 
let me get this straight. The uh, the same companies that are like, please don't make digital copies of our movies are like, I'm going to make digital copies of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cartoonishly evil. That, that there's no better way to describe it. <laughs> we need to send them all back to Eternia. <laughs> yeah, even Skeletor's like, whoa, guys, calm down. <laughs> I, I don't like he man, but this is crazy. Had the same idea as me. That's great. <laughs> Even I have my standards. Exactly. You, um, you pay your 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 henchmen. Um. Well, no. <laughs> well, Skeletor <laughs> was good with the clap bags, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's he gonna get money? <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably render that bumbling idiot. He doesn't like have any infrastructure or anything, man. He's just trying to take over Eternia, and he's not—he's not making any revenue. No, no. I suspect he would give them a share of the loot, probably a tiny share, but a share. Ah, it's Skeletor. He is evil. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, and there's nothing more evil than not paying your workers. Excellent. <laughs> now I sound like Wario. Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely getting into Wario territory. Oh, boy. We we have fun here. Yes, we do. Absolutely. <sighs> oh, uh, reiterating, there are various openings coming <laughs> For Toonami, uh, obviously one will be filled by Fooly Cooly Grunge, but uh, Superman ends in September if it's 10 episodes. It, it'll end uh, Labor Day weekend, which I'm sure they will encore on Labor Day weekend like they did with uh, Unicorn, even though everything else wasn't new stuff. Because it's technically a rerun, and they're still going to play it on Thursday. <laughs> Got to get that encore in. Uh, yeah, but that's been a fun show. I hope uh, hope you guys have been checking it out. I've I've been enjoying it. Good, good, good old Superman stuff, man. Like, how is it so fresh for Superman to just be back to being Superman? Jeez, because we haven't had that in so long. I know it's sad. It is, but sad. it's good that it's finally happening. Agreed. I actually have enjoyed what I've seen of it so far. It's super cute. It's super cute. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. That's what I did. That's what I did. Uh, you see what I did there? I see, I, did I did see what you did there. <laughs> That's right. The night, though. Uh, we will talk about that show another time. We're also due for a conversation about Dr. Stone now that that whole episode thing got sorted out. Um. Yeah, but I also hope that you've enjoyed our conversations about Unicorn Warriors Eternal and Food Wars because they were very fun to have. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping y'all was okay with what I said because I still stand by, stand by what I said about soul food. You are absolutely correct. I mean, trust me, being a Southern boy, you know, some it's just certain things that we got to talk about when it comes to food, man. And like, so food was not mentioned in Food Wars at all, and you know, it cannot really be duplicated by certain, you know, by certain standards unless you actually got the know how. I mean, it's made with love, man, but like, 
just good old Southern Soul Food, man. It's a it's it's a thing, man. It's an experience. I mean, y'all have seen me post pictures, man. So, the <laughs> mm-hmm. actually cooks, man. Yes, he does. <laughs> Speaking of cooking, when uh, Demarco posted a picture of Tartakovsky and Watanabe standing side by side, I'm like, let them cook. <laughs> <laughs> Let them cook. The ultimate fusion. That would that would be so amazing. The flavor infusion. Oh man! Like seriously, it's almost too awesome to comprehend. I suppose perhaps their styles are so different that it might not work. But I want I want to see him. I want to see him try. May make it happen, Demarco. Make it happen. Put red line on tsunami already, damn it. Oh, please. Please. <laughs> yeah, we're due for another movie night. Come on. I mean, like, seriously, man. I'm, Jason, I'm asking this for my birthday, man. Seriously. <laughs> Help a Capricorn out here, man. Mm. Yeah. It's never too late to play red line on tsunami. It is never. It's, it's never. a I freaking mean, great movie. It's a visual feast. People need to be introduced to sweet. JP and Sonashi Crab, man. Mm-hmm. Please, please do it. Uh, that would certainly liven things up because it's, it's always kind of boring lately, you're not going to lie. Like, yeah, Jose <laughs> was the one that introduced me to Red Line, so yeah. Shout out to Jose! Yes, Jose Argumento. I still communicate with Jose from time to time. Well, that's good. I do that too. Yeah, I had to ask him about a damn camera, though, this time around. I didn't buy the oh. GoPro, but uh, I did buy something similar to it until I decided. you going to ask somebody about cameras, if Jose's a good choice. Look here, when I need technical information about certain things, man, I'm Jose's, Jose's my own go-to guy, man. Mm-hmm. I got to say, though, he does look marvelous with that beard these days, man. Yes. It took yes, me a while to get used to well. it, but it's like, it just fucking suits you now, man. I guess that's a podcast. So if you have any thoughts on any of the things we've discussed on this episode of the podcast, you can email us at podcast at tunamifable.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash tunamifablepodcast and on Twitter at tunamipodcast. You can listen to us, listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Podbay, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Radio.com, Spotify, and TuneIn. Apparently, Stitcher has been bought out and is uh, is is going away. Alas, poor Stitcher. We knew it well. <laughs> and you can find every episode of the podcast you stream online at SoundCloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter. And read the news, views, and reviews on TunamiFaithful.com. Yeah, it's still Twitter, Elon. It's still Twitter. Elon Muskrat. <laughs> but boy, we've had a lot of fun making jokes. Yes, we have. Oh, yes. Puns intended. Mm-hmm. All right, V-Lord. Tell the folks where they can find you. Yeah, people can find me on Twitter 
or I guess X now at uh, Lord GTZ, and also I'm I'm on Blue Sky and uh, Threads and all those places under Lord GTZ as well. If you've given up on Twitter, um, but yeah, besides that, I also write for MangaMavericks.com as well as Toonami Faithful. So you can check out my writing over there. And also, I'm now helping out with the English release social media news coverage for weekly Shogakukan edition. Our friend Sakaki's uh, Shogakukan news outlet over at uh, WSS Talkback. So you can check out all the Shogakukan news there. And then I do a bunch of podcasts. The big one being the Demon Slayer podcast at D Slayer Podcast where we talk about Demon Slayer and all the amazing stuff surrounding it. And then I have a bunch of podcasts connected to that as well, which you can go check out. Mm-hmm. And Laser, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on TwitterManX at LaserKidPrime. And you can find my written stuff over on Tune on the Faithful, of course. You can also find me on the cavalcade of uh v-lord podcast universe podcasts including the demon slayer podcast most recently mm-hmm. and mr Durrell, tell them where they can find you you can find me six feet of edge and i'm thinking about jumping on um, also you can find me at twitter uh, ukami <laughs> underscore samurai <laughs> Ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com and also yeah I think that's about the only place you can find me these days man since I'm barely on anyway I'm being an adult now people I'm doing responsible shit paying tax mm-hmm. but yeah unlike Personal. Yoshi I know dirty little dinosaur <clears throat> And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And yes, I've recently been invited to Bluer Skies, thanks to my dear old friend Don East. He threw me an activation code, so I'm in! I'm on the Blue Skies as Sketch1984. I have found that Toonami Discourse is a lot friendlier there. (laughs) Who would have guessed? Yeah, who would have guessed, right? <laughs> I guess I have found most discourses quite friendlier there. <laughs> it's almost as if Twitter is a cesspool. Just <laughs> as if. <laughs> Just oh, no. as if. Oh, baby, Twitter have been a cesspool for a while now. Oh, I know. I've known. <laughs> We're all in that cesspool together. Yep, just wallowing in the field. At yeah, least no. for now. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Paul's over is like too many social media apps. I can't stand it. Right, that's fuck Paul, man. He's a fucking dumbass. Oh yes, Tsunami Faithful has also gotten on Blue Skies now, so you can find us on there. I didn't... and on Threads on Instagram and uh, Mastodon. I think we got a Mastodon. Do we have Pterodactyl? You beat me to the <laughs> joke <laughs> about <it>. Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Dragonzord! <laughs> Sabertooth Tiger! <laughs> Triceratops! <laughs> White Tiger! <laughs> Man, they've really ruined it when they were like, Red Ranger Power! Come on now. You gotta be careful with that. You have Tommy saying White Ranger Power, and it's a little too easy to edit that audio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris, he's just dirty, dude.
Yeah. Ah, rest in peace. Love you, man. You didn't deserve it. Mm. Nah. Ah, boy. Ah, bringing it down at the end there. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, life, man, life, life, uh, life, life can kick you in the ass. Oh, yeah, you know. All we can do is be good to each other. Yeah, it was kicking me in the ass for a while, man. Being in the mud sucks. Be excellent to one another. Unless you're Elon Musk, because then your ex needs to get out of there. <laughs> you know, he can just X these nuts down his throat and choke on them. We are experiencing a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. I, oh, man, I love Steve Blue popping in. You ain't no X-Man, bub. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wolverine. No lie, man. When I saw the X Men, I was like, "What the hell? This is my Savage Fenty account." <laughs> I'm dead serious because I was like, "Hold on, this ain't Savage X Men anymore." No, this is Twitter. The bird is gone now. It's like, and X is in market. Bird down, now. bird down, <laughs> bird down. Oh, I'm gonna give it a bird, all right. But it ain't yeah. the one that you want to see. Well, I'm gonna give him the bird. Dude, I giving him so many birds. Trust me, if I could shit on Elon Musk, I would, dude. And I had a goddamn burrito. He didn't have the like the permits to to take the Twitter sign down, so the, the building management and the police got involved. Yeah. Oh. Now, I'm just going to let people know, if you fucking assholes think that Elon Musk is a fucking genius, the shit that he's done with Twitter proves how fucking dumb he is. The only reason why he even gets the damn recognition it does is because he's a fucking billionaire and he has fucking money. If you have money, you can pretty much be overlooked as um, not being dumb. No. As we have learned with the fucking Titan issue... Being rich does not make you smart. It just means that you have so much fucking money you don't have shit to do. And you make dumbass decisions. Mm-hmm. Ain't that All right. the truth. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I went on a little rant there, but you know, I just gotta let people know, because I'm gonna keep it one. We could rip Elon Musk's asshole so many times, but we... Yeah, we've already been talking a while. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just... It's just embarrassing at this point. <laughs> Dude, it's it's like secondhand, third hand, fourth hand, and just embarrassment all the way around. I'm like This man is. never came out of his mid two thousands edgy phase. <laughs> I mean, dude is like super cringe and I'm not even talking about the damn band. Because they're fucking awesome. <laughs> <sighs> Right. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and all our prior conversations and all our future conversations. And uh, as I said, if you want to give us feedback, you can email us and all of that and uh, tweet us and you know, find us on other social medias. As there's so many social medias and everything's crazy. Uh, Hell, do Tsunami talkbacks again. God damn it. Yeah, that would be nice. I suppose we haven't been too proactive about them, but it would certainly liven things up here. I think we're probably going to have to bring it back full swing when these new originals come in, because, you know, yeah. we always we always enjoy 
a little uh, commentary from our listeners when it comes to these new originals, especially things like additional Fooly Cooly seasons. The Furry Curry. Oh, the Furry Curry. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah, so look forward to that and uh, talking about some other shows we haven't gotten around to yet. I swear we'll do it eventually. We're, we're catching up a little bit. We uh we haven't been great about releasing podcasts frequently this year. That's my bad, mostly. Uh, but we will try to do better for the second half of the year and onward. Because hey, there's actually stuff to talk about now. Huh? How about that? I know. Yes. So then again, thank you for listening. And until next time, we're punching out. Doses. Coming in 2035 from Elon Musk. Cooly Cooly Extreme! Oh my god. Extreme, extreme, extreme Cooly Cooly. <laughs> <laughs>